a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Management Minute Home Team Podcast, the daily podcast for those outcasts working at home during this global pandemic. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. Our goal is to make working at home work for you. My name is Scott Hammond. I'm a professor of management and a consultant and an author, and I teach in the MBA program mostly online classes, and I absolutely love it. One of the things I like about online classes is that they are, to me, much more intimate and allow for much more personal connection with the professor than traditional classes. So I really like that about our program. Don't you ever contradict me. She said slowly and firmly, stepping forward and backing me against the copy machine. In my first management committee meeting early in my career, it was reported that a high-performing employee was stealing. The boss said that she had seen it that morning, and others chimed in on her side. When I pointed out that the person in question was on business travel and not even present at work, there was silence, as if the truth were irrelevant. After the meeting, I was confronted, and three months later, I was put off the management team. Research shows that workplace bullying is more common than sexual harassment. In the brutal social environment of adolescence, many people learn to get what they want through fear and intimidation and bullying. These behaviors continue as adults enter the workplace and move up the ranks of an organization. In a results-driven business where we've got to deliver those results, those measurables, or especially where there's weak leadership, bullying behaviors are often unchecked and even rewarded. A bully has learned the subtle behaviors that allow him or her to be invisible to some and manipulate with fear to others. Bullies are in every large organization, but they are likely to be entrenched when there's a change of leadership or chaos or confusion or a crisis, but especially when there's weak leadership around. Many people who are bullied at work do nothing, and most who witness bullying say nothing. According to the Workplace Bullying Institute, 27% of workers have been targets of workplace bullying, and 21% have witnessed bullying in the last year. One-third of all workplace bullies are women, and two-thirds are men. But men and women are more likely to target women. Laura, who asked her name not be used, said, When I joined the team, I thought my fellow women would look out for me, and I was wrong. They started to gossip. 
They would make a point of going out to lunch, but without me. Then came the verbal assaults, missing items from my desk, and lies. When I went to the boss to complain, he told me to grow up. The Society for Human Resource Management says the most likely response to workplace bullying is to do nothing and say nothing. They also suggest that 56%, get this, 56% of workplace bullies are the boss. That's what I experienced. One organization that I was a part of hired a high-profile leader for a division. They had upped the salary and to attract what they thought would be a tough and fair-minded change master because they had a lot of things that needed changing, and they paid for relocation. Within weeks, some people under this new man's staff began to leave the organization, and others were saying that they were not comfortable being in the same room with him. There were reports of anger and fits of rage, But then a core group felt empowered and loved the change. Six weeks into the new hire, a courageous woman made an appointment with the HR department and filed a formal complaint. Later, another and another and another stepped forward. Eventually, five key women, all top performers, filed formal complaints. It took six months to sort out the issue, and in the end, the organization lost its new leader, and three of its top performers found new jobs. Three years later, the division still has not returned to previous levels of productivity. Research from the WBI shows that 70% of the victims of bullying behavior experience stress that leads to health problems and even termination. Bullies cost the organization their best employees. It's often hard to identify bullies because many of them camouflage their bad behavior towards peers and subordinates with charisma and charm with their bosses. The behaviors might help them be seen as good leaders, but they are not. There are some things to remember about bullies. First of all, bullies don't attack the weak. They attack the strong because they see strong performers as a threat to their status and their value in the organization. Bullies leverage irrelevant differences, gender, race, living location, the kind of car you drive, the sports team you like, are all social wedges to marginalize people. Bullies need loyal followers, unwilling to challenge their behaviors or their version of reality. They champion mediocrity, and they stand often in defense of the status quo because they're threatened by change. Bullies lie openly and convincingly and don't expect to be challenged. They often attack high performers and other targets using rumors and gossip. Bullies rely on rigid hierarchy and fear to maintain and grow organizational power. Flat organizations are very threatening to a bully. They need that hierarchy, that who's in charge kind of a thing to make it work. Finally, bullies are motivated by fear because they're deeply afraid of losing control and influence. Like vampires, they suck the joy and life from their subjects, but they are vulnerable to the light of transparency. I watched a masterful leader confront a bully who was a regional manager. She had reorganized and gave all employees direct access to her in her home office. She developed a performance-based reward system, and when the bullying person 
confronted her with bogus figures about performance, she said openly, that's not true. And we're not going to operate that way anymore. She didn't need to fire the bully because he left the organization because the light was too bright for his comfort. Now, what's going to happen to bullies, to workplace bullies, as we work at home? Well, they can no longer go down the hall. They can no longer go to the water cooler or the copy machine. They can no longer uh, feed the gossip network. What's going to happen? It all moves to online. Bullies are disempowered by social distancing, but they they take to the Internet, and you can see it on the Internet. Internet bullying is a real problem, even in workplaces. But it's easier to see, it's easier to document, and it's easier to shut them down by saying, that's not right, that's not true, and we don't work that way anymore. If you're having a problem with a workplace bully, you're probably not the only one. When I began this podcast with the story of my workplace bullying, and I did think I was the only one, I thought I was the target. I sometimes thought there was something wrong with me. And later I found out that almost everyone in the organization was being bullied in one way or another. And when I left, that bullying continued It's hard to break that habit. Eventually, that person had to retire with a disgraced reputation. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Each of our podcasts is designed to support you with your work at home, and we hope it's going really well for you. We'd love to hear from you. We want to know what's working for you in working at home and what is not. Please email me with any suggestions or ideas. I'm at scott.hammond.com at usu.edu. That's scott.hammond at usu.edu. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. In a changing world, one investment that's sure to pay big returns is education. So keep learning, keep growing, consider an online MBA from the Huntsman School. That's where I teach and I absolutely love it. You can work at home and grow anywhere. I'm Scott Hammond. Hope to see you in one of our classes.